Hey everybody, welcome to episode 5 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 5 of Two Views Movies Podcast. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today's episode is about the Cloverfield Paradox. This is about a space station orbiting above a planet that is on the brink of war, and the scientists are trying to find some kind of new energy source, and it opens up an alternate universe, and not hilarity ensues afterwards, I guess. Um, got a decent cast. It's got Gugu and Batha Raw, who seems to be in everything that I've seen lately. She's in Black Mirror. She was just in Miss Sloan. She's got a few other things coming out. Chris O'Dowd, who's the weird, funny guy from Bridesmaids. Zhang Ziyi, who was in Rush Hour and Crouching Tiger. Uh, Daniel Bruhl, who is Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. Did yeah. I get that right? Yes. Zemo. And he's also Friedrich Zoller. And then David Oyelowo, who was uh, Martin Luther King in Selma, I believe. So all things considered, you're looking at a, a Cloverfield movie that's got a decent cast. Seems pretty interesting. The director, I tried to look up what he's done and there hasn't been much of anything. seems like this was his first shot at it, but... I guess the best place to start with this one is the hype, kind of, right? I mean, it it's a Cloverfield movie, so it's supposed to be in the same universe as Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield Lane. It's a prequel. Prequel sure. to Cloverfield is how I interpreted it. Yeah. And, um, and then the other aspect of the hype, right, was that this had been, I mean, if you follow movie news, it had been called God Particle for a while. They had been talking about this movie coming out. Everybody kind of knew it was going to be a Cloverfield movie. And then Super Bowl Sunday, they dropped the commercial and said, hey, guess what? This movie is now on Netflix as soon as the game is over. Right, which I thought was awesome marketing. So Cloverfield, the original one, had clever marketing. It mm-hmm. had the trailer that came out of nowhere. It didn't even have a title. Monster movie. Everybody just kind of was like, whoa, what is this? Um, 10 Cloverfield Lane, I don't think anybody knew that it was really even being made. And then they didn't really know how it'd be tied into the Cloverfield universe. So there was, I think it released a trailer and like two months later it was in theaters. So they, they're kind of creating these weird things with their movies. And then obviously with this one. And what I'm gathering from their strategy here is they don't want oversaturation, but they also don't want to reveal too much in trailers, which I can appreciate. You know, yeah. They, they kind of give you enough to get you interested mm-hmm. and then uh say we'll, we'll go watch it if you want <laughs> if you right. want to know what's going on yeah and so i was like this has to do with the monster that attacked new york in the first one but they're also in a bunker with john goodman figure it out right and then, and then it's like okay now i'm interested you right know? and so on this one uh there wasn't i don't even remember seeing a trailer i don't think this. there was okay and so <laughs> and some of that's why i don't remember seeing it i think but, it was the trailer on super bowl sunday and then it was like coming soon on netflix and then if you're on movie twitter like i am it kind of leaked right around the same time that hey this is going to be out tonight on netflix so yeah genius marketing well i think they should have put it in the super bowl commercial that we're releasing after the super bowl well it said it said like coming very soon very very yeah it used very yeah which means in a couple hours right yeah I agree. They should have just said, hey, online. And I think maybe they did a second commercial later in the game where they said, hey, it's going to be online right after the movie. I can't remember if they did or maybe it just I got influenced by all the Twitter news I was seeing. But yeah, so this so this movie, again, I viewed it as a prequel of why are there monsters attacking New York? And they kind of end with that. Sure. Um, and so that's how I, I viewed the whole concept of what. So they're up in the up in the space station. They're trying to get 
again, like you said, a renewable energy source, and they want to do it in space because they didn't want to blow up the Earth when they're trying to figure it out. Uh, yeah, I felt like it was a nod at the Large Hadron Collider that's over in Europe, the one that CERN has. It's like 14-mile radius underground, and people got all freaked out a few years ago because they're looking for what they actually call in real life like the God particle, the Higgs boson, and people were like, no, it's going to open a black hole on Earth. And so I think somebody took that and was like, all right, we'll do a movie about that. We'll do Which is fine. We'll do it in space. Yes, because everything is better in space. It is. And then, of course, you can't have a space station movie without a representative from every country that you can think of. Right. And so they, they took that and did that again. Sure. Um, you'd think that there may be some scientists that are just working on this from one particular country. Yeah. You know, maybe they're all Norwegian. I don't know. I and actually I, read, because I read up about this movie afterwards, that the original script had an all-American team. And they changed it for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't think it makes or breaks anything, but yeah, but it's just you just have it's that stereotypical. You have one person from every country, yeah. you know, up in the space station sure. working on this project. That you know, it again, you could have had a heavy concentration of Japanese people, sure, you know, of because that's what it was their project that they brought up there, but right? I, and so you, you get that. Okay, we're now we're looking at you know stereotypical things that are happening. Mm-hmm. The feel of the movie, I don't think it it gave a good idea of what it was trying to do no. i think it was very all over the place it was sloppy it was, it was very sloppy the the guy's arm that i guess travels to another dimension sure um okay so essentially what happens is the guy reaches into a portal let's say and his arm disappears and then his arm from the other dimension i guess reappears later and then helps them figure something out. Right. Okay, so it's like, you know, Cousin It running around. Yeah. Uh, but with a full arm, not just a hand. The idea of that happening would mean that that guy in both dimensions had to have lost their arm. Sure. Because essentially you have some overlap of people from other dimensions coming into their dimension and vice versa. But for this arm to be from the other dimension, that same arm had to come off in, in both, which is weird. And so I think that's open to many interpretations uh, okay. because they were not clear no, about what all. was going on. I and mean, so, the only reason I think I kind of vaguely knew it was like another dimension is because it says it in like the, the little plot blurb that you could read. Cause we, well, yeah, at, at this point you didn't know what's going on at all. You just assume he lost his arm and now it's alive. Right. Well, yeah. So they, they fire their weapon after they finally get it to work, which is so dumb, right? Like the beginning of the movie, they're trying to figure out how to get this weapon, not weapon, this energy thing to work. And we know it's all going to work. So then they fire it and they realize they're not next to earth. They have no idea where they're at. And then all hell breaks loose and dude's arm gets trapped in a wall or something like that. And like you said, shows up again later to do some writing. Yeah. It's just, it's, <laughs> it sounds oh, so oh, ridiculous when oh, you say it out loud. Oh, oh, it looks like it's writing something. So give it a pen. And yeah. so they gave it a pen and, it, and I forgot even what the, it said, but it helped them realize. Wasn't it um, they needed to cut open the guy oh, to get the yeah. gyroscope They out? had to get the gyroscope out of this guy's stomach. Yeah. You know, the, who was already dead. Right. And it's like, weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, so then my mind goes to, can he control his arm? Because they never try that in another dimension. You know, it's like, how how does he know to, to write that? Is he constantly writing? Yeah. This, like, like that whole... they, I think they mentioned like quantum entanglement and how two things are happening to the same thing, but I don't know. Um, they just, they kind of just leave it all up to you to kind of piece together what's happening. Well, so the, the there's a blonde lady that, that comes onto their ship who apparently was in her dimension. 
she took the place of another another uh scientist mm-hmm. and so that makes sense to me mm-hmm. of okay in that dimension i was supposed to be on the flight and in this dimension i've now moved over and so i'm on your flight type of thing and mm-hmm. so you're like mission whatever yeah uh and so I can get behind that, but but the arm still still throws me for a loop if I don't I don't get that yeah. <laughs> or how that even works. And I get the the concept of oh in that dimension my kids were killed and in this dimension I want to go see my alive kids, mm-hmm. um, but I'm actually alive on this world too. Right. And so uh, you know that kind of dynamic, sure you know mm-hmm. it adds a little something to the movie, but truly just a mess yeah just an absolute mess it's a mess but at the same time it's overly generic it's every space horror movie that you've ever seen it's event horizon it's life without the alien in life but it's it's all the same there's something weird happening hijinks going on on a space station that we all can't figure out but it's not explained well I mean, quality-wise, like, it was okay on the effects. I didn't think any of the effects were bad or anything uh-uh. like that. It didn't need to be in space. But it was just, it was so messy and predictable and didn't really have anything it was driving at. And on paper, it sounded like such a cool concept. We, you know, open it. I mean, what can't you do with alternate dimensions? But to do it so sloppily and in a way that doesn't really matter, yeah. uh, it, it just left you, it left me, I should say, it left me just feeling like it was wasted potential. And as you mentioned that, so when they turn on the machine, then it works the first time, and all of a sudden they lost Earth. Where, mm-hmm. where is Earth? They're looking on and can't find Earth. Mm-hmm. And it, essentially they moved on the other side. Of, they find out later they just moved on the other side of the sun, so they're on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. But when they were looking, they never found the sun. Right. You know, it was all like, wait a second. You didn't mention that there's still a sun there. Right. You know, like that's an important concept of you're just floating out here in the middle of darkness and space yeah there's still a sun that right. you could see right through there that and it never really also answers i guess are we to assume that it's twin i mean I, I, potentially there's multiple realities but if we're going to say that the lady came from one ship did it flip-flop places when it conducted its experiment so you know what i mean like they I don't, I don't know. It was the condensation that was the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was lazy. And I actually, when I got done with it, there, there's so little that is Cloverfield related, which I, again, we, like we talked about in the beginning is Cloverfield. The label is very loose. I think it's going for like a Twilight Zone-ish anthology of movies. But I was shocked that by the time this movie got made and edited and somebody saw what it was, that... Um, somebody didn't be like, yep, let's take that Cloverfield label off and because just, it put something else on there. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Cloverfield has like this high bar of ridiculously Quality. good. Yeah. But I mean, the first two are fine for what they are. This is well below what the first two even are. So with it being such an arbitrary label, just take it off and call it something else and be like that. That didn't meet our level of standards. Cause honestly, you could take out the scene at the very end, one tiny scene in the middle and there's an interview on a news station where a guy talks about the Cloverfield paradox. Like he actually calls it that when he's talking about what could happen when they fire up the machine, you get rid of those three scenes. Which one in the middle? Um, the, there's a guy, uh, he's going into some rubble and there's apparently a Cloverfield monster in the background. 
I missed that one. I guess. Yeah, this is like a. It's the guy who's. Um, it's the boyfriend of, right. and yeah. or husband. I'm not sure what it was, but he walks up to a building that's on fire, and there's like a light fire in the background. You kind of see the outline of okay. a big monster. So again, you get rid of those two or three, which are like really small edits, and you can just say, "Wasn't a Cloverfield movie? Never mind." Yeah, just people in space. And why does there always have to be a one of the crew is a traitor? Yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> are we really sending astronauts up there that? That one of them is designed to yeah. to ruin this whole thing, or... right? And that was at least somewhat <laughs> interesting because the lady who transported onto the main ship, um, you know, in her world, the traitor was the German, and in this world, Zima, yeah, yeah, I don't think he was the traitor. I don't even know if there was a traitor in this one. She was essentially, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really one of those that is just so disappointing because there's so much you can do with those types of movies. So you and I recently watched Coherence, and mm-hmm. it has the same kind of general idea that there's like a split in the universe or something, and there, and there's multiple versions of people. That was done so much better than this movie. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And they, with a far less budget. Yeah, they did that with like a thousand bucks. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, in comparison. Right. It was so much better. Like that movie's a five star movie compared to this. And it it just it kind of baffles you with I think Cloverfield's trying to pride itself on like this new label of, you know, creative filmmaking and concepts. Like the rumored next one is about um some kind of supernatural influence during World War Two. I mean, it's kind of cool things to explore, but when you produce something as as lame as this, it's it now everybody's gonna really not be into the next one. Right. And you had, it's not like you had bad actors. You had a good, no. good cast of characters there that, that you could work with. And, and I, I can't believe that they, some of these, I can't believe you read the script and think, again, this is, this is going to work out okay. Yeah. Like, oh, we have a, an arm running around writing messages. And, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, let's leave that in there. You, you almost hope that that's added later yeah. <laughs> after they've signed on the mm-hmm. dotted line of it involved in the movie. Yeah, I, I tried to go back and reread some of the news articles about this because I was kind of confused as to really how this got to be that bad. And they said there was a bunch of rewrites and it kind of was going all over the place, but I don't know. Rewrites make sense to me of why it's so all over the place mm-hmm. because there is definitely not a fluid thought yeah through through this movie no and it wasn't it wasn't cool it wasn't intense it wasn't scary it wasn't funny it it was nothing i mean you just watch it and you're kind of like all i see is wasted potential i don't really see anything that it did well i don't even like how they tied it into cloverfield well yeah all of a sudden is because they turned this on is why there's monsters but I think that's left up to interpretation, right? I mean, I or think are I they think, in a different di- dimension altogether? We don't know where they end up. Also, so the the very last scene is the capsule coming down, mm-hmm. like above the skyline, above the clouds, I should say, and a giant Cloverfield monster comes up, and it doesn't do anything to the thing; it just kind of rears its head, right? You see it. The Cloverfield monster was not that big in no. the first one. I mean, it was as big as a skyscraper, but it wasn't having its head above the cloud line like that. So is it the same monster? Is it not? So the other thing is I don't pay attention too much, but Cloverfield was set in like 2008. This is clearly X number of years in the future because technology is different. So has this monster been roaming around on this earth for 20, 30 years, whatever this is? And I got the impression from the husband yelling at the pod that the entire earth was being invaded by these monsters, not just one monster because he was saying, no matter what, stay up there, you know. 
It's not like, well, but oh, I thought, just don't come back to this particular city. True, because, <laughs> I mean, I think the idea was that they were worried when she left, she's going to try and save the Earth of, for renewable energy because countries are starting to fight over, basically, there's What's no energy. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that comment was meant as don't come back here because it's a war-torn world now or whatever, or don't come back here because now there's a monster. But But my thing is, if it's the same Earth from 2008, that would not be the first monster. Or if that's the same monster, they would have known. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's I yeah. mean, to call this a paradox is probably right because no, it opens it. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, yeah, exactly. You can't make heads or tails out of it. You can have your own interpretation of what you want, but for a movie franchise, that doesn't do any good. I never liked it. Oh, it's up for the audience to interpret when there's clearly nothing that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that at like the end of inception when the, does the top fall over or not? Where it has no kind of real, you know, impact on what happened the in the rest movie. of the movie. Yeah, yeah, but this is just sort of like, this was just another big question mark at the end of it. And it felt, again, like you just slap that on at the end so it could be Cloverfield. Take it off. Yeah. Delete it. Yeah, make it. Title it something else. Don't ruin your franchise. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you land then on ratings? I landed at a two. Yep. Of, again, I was like, get to the point to where this makes sense yeah and it doesn't ever get to that point it does not i'm at a two as well i was extremely disappointed it seems like from everything i've read online basically everybody was disappointed again it didn't it didn't even live up to the level that the other cloverfield movies have which was not some kind of five-star unattainable level it just wasn't a good movie it should have been scrapped i agree all right i think that does it for this episode make sure and follow us online subscribe to the podcast and we'll catch you next time